0: steps. her father whispers a life-changing secret about the past her mother a geneticist who disappeared when scarlet was 10 had enemies so scarlet vows to discover the truth about her mother and is joined in her mission by fellow cadets with their own family secrets and special talents tech savvy rummy a tenacious truth hunter and dylan the aloof classmate who can literally read her mind Together they'll uncover a planet-wide conspiracy and discover that there's little the Galbraith executives won't do to get what they want. Indigo Owl is a fast-paced dystopian adventure. Hope you enjoy!
1: Hello, my name is Timothea and I'm here at Prospect Library at Bay Indy with local author Charlie Archbold. Welcome, Charlie. Hi, nice to be here. <laughs> Lovely to see you. Um, so Charlie's going to be chatting to us today about her new title, Indigo Owl, for young adults that has just been released. Just been released? Um,
0: came out in September.
1: Okay, so... Pretty much fresh off the press. <laughs> off the face, yeah. um, so we're really excited to have Charlie here with us today, and um, we're going to be having a bit of a chat about uh, young adult fiction and Charlie's role as a teacher in the real world, which is <laughs> not being an author, um, and um, and a little bit about um, small press. Um, Charlie is published by Wakefield Press. Um, So we recently chatted with uh, Michael Bolan, their director, so we'll be hearing a little bit about that as well. Um, Brilliant. So how are you feeling having released this amazing new title out in the world? Um,
0: Really excited, actually. I've really enjoyed writing it and to have it out is really a good feeling because it's like the culmination of like lots of hard work and writing and then just enjoying the process. Yeah, it's been really good.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Could you tell our readers a little bit about the, um, about the novel? I understand it's a dystopian-style yes. yeah. novel.
0: So it's dystopian um, speculative fiction, um, and it's set on a planet called Galbraith. And um, after Earth has been destroyed by climate change and overpopulation, um, private corporations colonise new planets. And on one planet, Galbraith, the fertility of its citizens is really tightly controlled.
1: But at what cost? Da, da,
0: da. That's where we enter the action.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Wonderful. And what what inspired? I mean, I'm obviously the. Uh, it it seems like a bit of a reflection of maybe uh, our world at the moment. Yeah. What what um what inspired you to write along these lines?
0: Um. Well, look, it probably has changed a lot over time. But um, I th- initially. Um, a while ago, I was back in the UK, and I um, they had a. I went to a museum, and they had like a giant population clock, and um, it was just ticking over and ticking over, and there's this sort of realiser, and it was just um this sort of that sort of idea kind of sat with me and I thought oh I just wonder how that could be explored so on Galbraith they control the population really tightly but then of course that then raises other issues about autonomy and voice and all of those things Mm -hmm. which the characters have to go
1: through. Yeah, wonderful. Is this um, have you have you read a lot of dystopic fiction yourself? Yeah,
0: I do. Yeah, really. Yeah, I do really like it, and I think when I look back when I was young, I really like, I like being transported to another world. So I'm quite, I really do quite enjoy reading in that space, and I really quite enjoy writing in that space. There's kind of like a freedom that was different to my other book, which was very, um, you know, very much a contemporary, realistic
1: novel. Mm. Could you tell us a little bit about that and then how you kind of moved into that space <laughs> from there? Because yeah, they, they're so. quite, different, yeah, they um, quite different
0: books. I think um, with, with Mali Boys, um, it was very much character driven and it was quite a um, an intimate novel, like not too many characters. And it was in quite a... Um, a, um, quite an established location in the Mali in a farming community in the Mali and um, I taught out there so I think all those um, memories and um, all of that whole experience of that region was really embedded so that ha- so that novel is re- set very much in that space um, and in that novel I explored sort of my own writing style maybe developed it a bit more so both books are written in first person and they have different characters narrating the action through both novels so that was a constant between both books and when I finished Mally Boys um, I wasn't really sure what would happen with it you never know if you're going to get published or you don't really know what the trajectory of a book is about and i then and i really just sort of think really a lot of authors you know it's really important to write what you want to write <laughs> and so i then thought well i'll just write what i want to write <laughs> and i did <laughs> it seems like yeah. there's
1: probably a lot of freedom in that <laughs>
0: Well, there is i think i mean it's probably not great for you know if somebody's trying to maybe market you or something <laughs> cuz you've written something totally different but from a personal perspective it was it's been fun i yeah it's been a good um challenge just to explore a different world and let your imagination go.
1: Yeah, certainly. Are both, have you, have you considered writing for adults at all or your, your focus obviously at this stage has been on young adult fiction?
0: Yes, I have actually. So I do a bit of blogging and I also have got like lots of sort of short stories that are adult short stories and, um, not published, but you know, out, you know, out and about. And, um, and some novel ideas. So, yeah, I do. I, I can sort of feel I'm getting, you know, maybe moving a bit more into that space.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> just throwing throwing another spanner in the works yeah, with identifying you. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no,
0: I won't do that. No, I have got a project, so I'm doing lots of projects. Oh, uh, that's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I am. And actually, I've got a middle grade novel, which is really exciting. So hopefully that will that be out soon. That one was shortlisted for the text prize this year. Oh, so congratulations. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's that one? That's called Red Bottom Boat. And that's um, same style, same alternate voice, first person, and that's set up in Far North Queensland. So, yeah. yeah, wonderful. <laughs> so, so hopefully that'll be out soon.
1: Very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so something we had a little bit of a chat before about is obviously the sort of rise of young adult fiction, and I think we've definitely seen in our library yes. that that's really picked up and picked yeah. up and picked up, and I would say over the last decade probably. Yeah. Um, but increasingly we're finding adults are reading young adult fiction, and it's really, it's a style of writing for everyone. So what what sort of, what drew you to writing YA?
0: I think it's, for me, I think it's the um, age of the protagonists. So I think that when you're writing young adults who are involved in any story, they bring a vitality, a truth, a purpose that is a bit more, that is, um it's really appealing um it's easy for readers to latch on they can be a bit more braver perhaps than adult older adult characters because you know they don't have maybe as much to lose and also there's that um that belief and that desire and that sense that you can change things, which I think maybe sometimes older adults, you know, may lose that. So that effervescence is something that's really appealing, I think, in YA for readers and writers. Mm. And they can be brave, you know, really brave. And then I think, you know, in older, you know, in more adult fiction, you can explore those things, those other issues, you know, those other complexities of life. I think as well with young adult fiction as, as well, there is that sense that at the end of it there is a closure, whereas in adult fiction, you know, you can leave your readers very empty or very s- sad and it's more acceptable. I do think in young adult fiction there is a resolution at the end of the novels. Mm. You know, even though things, terrible things may have happened, the, the journeys are, are fulfilled which I think is important for the, you know, readership.
1: Um, can I ask you a little bit about your process with writing? Because I know this is something we often have conversations yes. with our with our customers about, particularly those who are interested in writing um, and, yeah, what kind of, yeah, what processes you follow and where you take your inspiration and how you work.
0: Well, I think, um, I think inspiration is constant. I think if, you know, you're always curious and you're always looking around. I read, uh, recently read Elizabeth Gilbert's book on big magic and it was all about creativity. And there was something in it that I thought was really powerful for me. It was that sense of curiosity. So if you're curious about something, you you sort of store it away so sometimes I might write it down in in you know I always write things down in a notebook um for example like the clock that kind of somehow started this book but isn't really in the book at all but (laughs) that was the kind of idea that began it um the, I so I write them down in notebooks and then it's almost as like an organic thing that sometimes the time is right to start that particular thing and even if it's a short story or something I spent a while after I finished Mally boys writing some adult short stories and uh, it was just kind of what I needed to do at the time um so there's they're sort of stored away and then they sort of hatch and then I think for me I It's hard for me to have a daily writing practice. I know some lots of writers, you know, have maybe have a word count or things they do every day, but just I find that quite difficult. So I'm a bit of a binge writer. (laughs) And so like school holidays, I write and write and write, you know, so then, you know, every time I get a big block of time, I will write in that block of time you know, weekends or, you know, my day off. Mm, so I do that then, yeah. yeah. It's a
1: very focused approach. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. so I'd like I like to that. do that. And then I think in the rest of the time I read a lot and I just sort of mull over ideas and then I just sort of pour it out and then do something else, then pour it out.
1: <laughs> okay, so... Um, Indigo Owl and Mally Boys are both published via Wakefield Press, obviously. Um, how did you begin your relationship as a writer with, with them?
0: So I've been trying to get Mally Boys published and this is another tip maybe I think for people who are on a publishing journey is competitions and um, open submissions are a really good avenue to get your work out there. And um, I was about—I was thinking I'm going to self-publish, and then I—it was just before the deadline closed, and I entered *Mallee Boys* in the um, unpublished manuscript award um, from Wakefield Press, and. I remember just posting it off and thinking, Okay, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was so exciting because then I got a phone call um saying that it had won the Unpublished Manuscript Award and the prize was to get published.
1: That's huge. So, yeah, it was
0: so, so exciting. So it was really it was just, you know, as you can imagine, it was just wonderful. So they published it and it's been great working with them. They're a lovely, brilliant publisher.
1: That's incredible. Yeah, lovely, yeah. lovely that they're locally based yes, as well. It's
0: really nice. So even with um, Indigo Al, we were doing some editing and sometimes that's always done via email or maybe phone calls. But I actually was able to go in, sit side by side with. Um, Joe Case who um, finished the editing for it and we were able just to talk through it all and it became quite an organic um, sort of process which was really
1: good. Yeah, yeah. wonderful yeah. it was the beauty of being able to work locally. Yeah, that is, I think so yeah
0: and and, and in terms of young adult fiction, um, they've got some wonderful authors now writing for them and with a whole range of books coming out over the next um, few years and um, over the last few years. And I really feel as a young adult um, publisher, it's got a really, really strong reputation. Mm. So that's a very exciting um um pressed to be part of. Oh wonderful.
1: Well, yeah. congratulations. Um, as well. That's that's huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously you have um, you have another one in the works you mentioned. Is there anything else um, that you've got coming up that our listeners might be able to tune in with or um, or um, read or anything like that?
0: Um, not really at the moment. Um, hopefully Red Bottom Boat will be out with text um, 2021, which will be exciting. So that'll be a middle grade novel. And I'm currently writing um, not a sequel, but in a similar universe to um, Indigo Owl. So I think um, with the the joy of like speculative fiction and science fiction is if you're creating a world, then you just kind of want to keep exploring it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I'm doing at
1: the moment. Yeah, Yeah. wonderful. And where can our listeners find you?
0: Now, um, I have a webpage at charliearchbold.com and I've got some blog posts there and a contact form and um, some bits about both of the books and then also through Wakefield Press and through um, all all main bookshops will have the books, yeah, and libraries. Yes, <laughs>
1: wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Charlie, um, and we look forward to seeing uh, your new titles hitting the shelf as well. <laughs> That's something to kind of look forward to. And um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please go and check out Charlie's work via her website. We'll pop all the details for that in the show notes, so you have direct links to take you there. And um, we'll see you soon, we hope, for your author talk coming up in January. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you
0: so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.